God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. Well, if your name is Como, your name is Dirt right now. Uh, It seems like everybody's going after the Comos. And that's kind of interesting. Did you see the uh, Golden Globes yesterday? You probably didn't because the ratings on that dropped 60%. Nobody's watching the Golden Globes. And yet still... Joe Biden has what? <laughs> You're not going to believe this. A 61% approval rating. According to thehill.com, uh, they came out with a study that has Joe Biden at 61% approval rating. People barely even know he's president. I mean, I, I would say that there's a large number of people that don't know who their president is right now. And he's certainly not running the show. He's not holding a State of the Union address. People are wondering about that. And he's, he's not had a press conference in 60 days. It's crazy. Why is Biden's first president since 1981 to not give first State of the Union speech by end of February? Will Kamala have to step in? That's uh, something that they wrote over at the Gateway Pundit. But there's also talk where they're asking Jen Psaki, when is he going to hold a press conference? You know, that's where someone asks him a question, he has to give an answer off the cuff, non-scripted. Remember Trump Chopper, the Chopper interviews, the Chopper uh, news reports, where they were just pounding him and harassing him? one after the other, left and right. President Joe Biden should have already given his first State of the Union address. Why is the media ignoring the clear obfuscation of the long-held tradition for an elected president to address the nation before the end of February? Why? So Becker News says, although the mainstream press is issuing fact checks 
to dispute the claim. Biden was supposed to have had one by February 20th. The Associated Press earlier reported that he was supposed to have had one by Chuck's calendar yesterday. So U.S. President Joe Biden is expected to deliver the annual State of the Union address on 23 of February. Date is still to be confirmed. Now, that's a ridiculous. So where is Joe Biden? Why can't he give a speech? It's, what, about uh, 45 to 75 minutes long? And I don't think he has the muscle to do it. Every elected president since 1981 gave their first State of the Union speech by the end of February. President Ronald Reagan, February 18th, 1981. Uh, Ronald Reagan, February 6th, 1985. President George Herbert Walker Bush, February 9th, 1989. President Bill Clinton, February 17th, 1993. Bill Clinton, February 4th, 1997. George W. Bush, February 27th, 2001. George W. Bush, February 2nd, 2005. Barack Obama, Hussein, Barry Satoru, February 24th, 2009. Barack Hussein, Barry Satoru, Obama, February 12th, 2013. And President Donald Trump, February 28th, 2017. Biden, not so much. Not not even a, a smidget, not even talking about it. It's crazy. And yet he's got 61% approval rating. People don't even know what he's doing. He hasn't even worked with Congress. He, he just signs executive orders or has somebody else write them up and sign them for him. It's pretty uh, bizarre that we're the president with the most, with the most executive orders in history right now in his first however many days. He's setting the record, creating a new benchmark for executive orders to try to reverse everything that Trump has done. Trump's CPAC speech got bigger ratings than the Golden Globes. Nobody wants to hear the libtards up on stage talking about things. And all around the, the world, you're seeing, you're seeing this uh, <clears throat> sea change. You know, Sarkozy, for example, is they're going after him because he was a conservative French leader. They, they are... You know, you could you could probably get every single president of France on corruption. Jacques Chirac was the most corrupt French politician in history and didn't get so much as a slap on the wrist. Sarkozy is getting three years sentenced to prison for three years for his corruption. But it was Jacques Chirac that was the most corrupt. Eric uh, I mean, uh, um, not Eric Schroeder, <laughs> but uh, Gov- uh, President Schroeder from Germany, who's now head of one of the oil pipeline 
uh, companies out of Germany that's doing business with uh, Russia. Um, he and Jacques Chirac were doing business with Saddam Hussein when they were supposed to have a, a sanctions. They were violating the sanction agreements. They were violating the UN. They were involved in the UN oil for food scandal. And yet, nothing happened to them. They're liberals. They're globalists. So, naturally, that's green light. They're going to be fine. Nobody's going to go after them. It's this unequal justice. It's two standards of justice where if you're liberal, like Hillary Clinton, you'll get away with murder, like, say, Seth Rich, or... Uh, you'll get away with, you know, deleting all the evidence, like 33,000 emails. You'll get away with a whole bunch of things if you're Hillary Clinton or if you're a Clinton or if you're a liberal or if you're a Democrat. If you're a Democrat, a guy like Durham uh, will shut it down and decide, you know, I'm going to resign. I'm going to retire. You know, and I'm never going to release the report. I mean... You know, what I've learned about all this is, you know, we've been talking about Durham for two years now. It's like these investigations, if they take longer than two weeks, there's a problem. Seriously. Don't tell me it takes this long. You know, you could break down Roger Stone's door. You can break down Paul Manafort's door, rage through his house and steal his stuff. Guess what? You could break down the bank store and get the records you need. You don't have to wait. You know, you eavesdrop on everybody on the planet. You're wiretapping people's phones, listening in on their uh, conversations. You mean to tell me you got to now play by the rules when it comes to policing yourself? Nah, I'm not buying it. Not anymore. Not anymore. New day. FBI is corrupt. We know that. As soon as the FBI gets involved, you know things are going to go a certain way. So the idea is is that when there's an investigation, you don't need a special counsel for somebody to do their job correctly. The special counsel, uh, in Trump's case, hurt him. He had to give up on releasing the evidence. So that's exactly what they were trying to do. They were trying to bury the evidence. And they pulled it off. The heist of the century. And the people that were rigging the elections were basically in a no-fail zone, meaning that if they failed, they would go to jail forever. So they couldn't fail. They had to go. It was a one... Like, if you lose, you, you die. That's... Don't lose. Because it's life or death. If you get caught rigging this election, you will die in jail. So guess what? They played to win. And it had to look so obvious. And it was so obvious. It was so obvious. The election fraud was completely obvious. Yet the Supreme Court didn't want anything to do with it whether it was Sidney Powell and her cracking BS or any of the other things, any of the other cases, they didn't want to hear them. They didn't want the truth to come out because they know the underbelly is nothing but decay 
and garbage. It's going to smell. It's going to expose their friends, their colleagues. So that's where we are. We're in this swamp, knee-deep in it. But the election was for keeps. And it was so obvious because Trump's numbers were so strong. They had to pull a mountain of hero-like tactics. Mark Elias and all these people who were rigging elections in foreign places, who were rigging elections in foreign places like Venezuela and elsewhere, there were hired guns to rig elections and sanctioned by our government to ensure the outcome of an election in a developing nation so that they will be our ally instead of an ally of somebody else. It's the kind of stuff that America's been doing. Shame on us for doing that. We say we are all about democracy, but we're really not. You know, our founding fathers are rolling in, in their graves, and they're, they're rolling around in their graves, and they're basically disgusted, I can tell you. I know they must be. But here's the thing. So we're rigging those elections, and we tap on Mark Elias' shoulder, and we ask him, can you rig our election? Can you take that business trade craft and bring it right here to River City? And sure enough, we did. But don't get caught. It's treason. So we don't get caught. And, you know, if you win, then, you know, who's going to convict you? Nobody. You helped us win. We're going to give you a promotion. We're going to pat you on the back and say, you did good, son. That's what, you, you, you pulled it off. You saved our butts because we were about to be caught. If there was a second term with Trump, we all would be busted for the fraud we committed four years ago with the Russian hoax and the Ukrainian natural gas embezzlement and kickbacks and the military-industrial complex black market palm greasing that Lindsey Graham and John McCain were involved with so much. And that's where we are. So they had to win. It was so obvious. And the tea leaves and the proof of all of this are in things like what happened yesterday. The the Golden Globes, their ratings are so low. Donald Trump's speech ratings were so high, and yet news reports come out that say Joe Biden has 61% approval rating. That's all lies. Just like the Fredo is trending right now on Twitter because uh, he's knee-deep in it. They're basically saying there was a cover-up at CNN for Andrew Cuomo. A third person is now accusing him of sexual harassment and has photos and texts. And this is a guy that was, this is a guy that's just a weird guy, Andrew Cuomo. I mean, literally, he was showing up at a press conference with a a thin, thin shirt 
and it, it exposed his nipple rings, right? <laughs> it's disgusting. It's like there's the governor of a state trying to be taken seriously, heading up a COVID um, press conference, and he's got stuff going on there. It's just ridiculous. And in addition, he's womanizing people. He's sexually harassing people. And then he has the dumb idea of moving COVID patients to uh, nursing homes. And then signs a an executive order, emergency order, that says that all of his big donors from the healthcare industry are going to be uh, immune to lawsuits. Basically, they're going to be covered. They're, they're not to be sued. Not under these conditions. These are emergency conditions. You can't get. You can't sue. So he protected them. So there was a no risk situation. Of course, they loved him for it. But these are politicians that are using their posts and their powerful positions for personal gain. In and out of their bedroom. It's pretty sad and disgusting. Hey, if you want to call in today, uh, the number is 215-867-8255. That's 215-867-8255. 215-TOP-TALK. And um, so the Comos are going down, and you wonder why that is. I mean, because, you know, I mean, in one sense... We know why it is. They they are buffoonly stupid. I mean, Chris Cuomo was lying to us about the COVID thing where he would self um self uh, quarantine and he I think he probably lied. I, I always thought he lied. A distance rings true to me, but I have no reason to believe one way or the other, except my gut tells me he's lying. <clears throat> so Chris Cuomo, Fredo, uh basically uh was self-quarantining, but then, you know, there's more going on there, right? He was seen outside of his house, fighting with a neighbor, you know, some guy driving by on his bike, and was ex- completely exposed, but milked that for all it's worth, trying to suggest COVID's real, trying to suggest, this was all to push the mail-in balloting fraud, the mail-in ballot fraud that was totally exploited by the liberals, Never let a good crisis go to waste, is what Rahm Emanuel said. So they exploited the hell out of that. They had early voting, like, you know, we don't have a... When is election day anymore? Is there even an election day anymore? Or is it like an election six months, half a year? You know, because some of these people were voting like months away. And it's absolutely insane. And for some reason, it's uh, all these illegals and, and minorities tend to be the, the, the best early voters you've ever seen in your life. And some of these non-voters, these people that have never voted, uh, are the best early voters you could ever imagine. Shocker, right? No, actually what's happening is, I what I saw in the election, lead up to the election, was... at an unprecedented amount of social media trying to get people to register online to vote. And so what they were doing is during COVID, they were getting people to register to vote online. 
And the social media big tech giants were all in on this. And they got everybody to register. It's sort of like if I go into my QuickBooks and I create an invoice, right? I'll create the invoice. And then I can get the invoice paid by using the person's credit card and pay the invoice. Now, the invoice was created and then it was paid for all in a series of about a minute. I create the invoice. I then take the credit card and right-click, receive payment, pay the invoice. And there, that invoice was created and that invoice was paid. And that took a minute. And that invoice never left. That invoice never was printed. That invoice was never whatever, right? Now, the customer, you know, it's billed on the same day, every month, whatever. So that's the way it works. The invoice gets created. The invoice gets paid. And it can be done automatically through a recurring charge through a memorized transaction, right? Boom, QuickBooks does it. Do you think these voting systems don't do it? They do do it. So the ballot gets created by the online register registration form. And who knows who's really filling out that form? It could be a robot, right? But they fill out the, um, they fill out the robot, they, they fill out the form, They create the ballot. They create the registration. The registration then, like an invoice, becomes a ballot. And then the ballot actually gets paid. Or, no, let's say the ballot actually votes. See, it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. You just got to look at it a little bit differently. And that's where the cheat comes in. That's where you can't lose. If you're cheating, you and 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 you, and the people that are policing you are the people that are supporting Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and that are, hate Trump, and that want the swamp to be the certain way that it is, so that everybody can get kickbacks and get rich. See, the biggest problem for Trump was that he kept on pulling us out of foreign wars. He took our troops home. If there are no troops anywhere then how are you going to justify the military-industrial complex's cash cow of black market trades? I mean, if there are no troops over there, then where's the market to sustain all that stuff? Who's going to shoot the missiles that cost a million dollars a pop and make everybody rich? Who's going to fly the planes and support the jet fuel and, and the supply chain and the food and the and the porta potties and and the all the all the different things that go into these remote locations. Who's gonna who's gonna pay for those contracts? If there's no war to fight, why do we even what are we doing? Why are we spending so much money when there's no conflict? And see Trump was actually making sense out of foreign policy. And he was pulling out of foreign wars and he was taking our troops home. And benefiting their families and helping military families' children have two parents again. Not just one. One abroad and one at home. You know? It just makes sense, doesn't it? And so when you have all this 
going on. You bring our troops home. There's nothing to spend. There's no money that needs to be spent on that. And nobody's getting the kickbacks. And when you do bilateral trade deals, they're not complex. They're simple. You do this for me and I do this for you. And thank you very much. Thank you for playing. And boom, it's done. No kickbacks. And that's would be a great world to live in, right? Simplicity. And they didn't want that. They wanted a globalist like Joe Biden to to stir up uh, conflict in Syria once again and put everything back the way it was to create a nightmare mess along the southern border and open those borders and to do all those things that are causing trouble for our country. No matter, doesn't matter if it's a comes at the expense of the working middle class. That's exactly who COVID was designed to target. There's only one voter block in the United States that supports the conservative movement. That's the work, hard-working, tax-paying middle class. The middle class that feels every single movement in Washington. Taxes affect the middle class. Regulations affect and impact the middle class. Cracking down on school choice and, and religious freedom. Election fraud. All of these things directly impact the middle class the most. COVID directly impacted the middle class because it's the working middle class that actually actually has to work with the people. Nancy Pelosi doesn't care about open borders because she's got a big, huge wall around her house. Just like the folks in, uh, in the White House right now have a big, huge wall around their house. And just like the folks that work in the Capitol building have a huge wall around their house and they're supported by National Guardsmen and Capitol Hill police and Secret Service people armed to the teeth with guns. And yet these same people want to take away your walls and your guns. Think about it. That's absolutely insane. The hypocrisy is absolutely stunning. (laughs) But that's the way it is. And these people are in power and they're perpetuating it. But this COVID, you know, where middle-class Americans who want to protect their home for their guns because they see how the police stood down when Antifa was burning their cities to the ground. When Antifa, Antifa Antifa.com that went to JoeBiden.com, mysteriously. And somebody wrote, wrote me one day and they said, well, how can you stop them from doing that? There's a little thing that most people might know. There's a little file in your website called HT Access. It's just, you know, HTTP 101. But HT Access. Okay, it's just a little file. And you could tell it to block Antifa. There's all kinds of ways to block a a domain from uh, accessing 
your site. Antifa.com. There was six ways till Sunday, a thousand different ways that Joe Biden could have disassociated himself with Antifa.com. But he never spoke an ill word about it, and the media let him get away with it. The same group that's burning the house down, burning the building down, tearing the statue down, hitting policemen over the head with pipes. The same people that are doing this on screen that, that gave Andy Noah a concussion. They were as violent as they could be. That took over and seized property from Seattle. Uh, that uh, tore, burned the house down in Minneapolis. And Black Lives Matter is no better. Bunch of radical socialist Marxists who basically say, do it my way or you're going to burn. We're going to tear you down. These were all endorsed by the libtards. Anybody who voted for Joe Biden supported Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and they're just stupid for doing so. They're absolutely dumb for doing it. And the thing is, is that they, they also are not into due process or, you know, and they, they, they want to believe lies instead of truths because they're lying to themselves. They're trying to get the square peg to fit in the round hole and they basically imagine it so because it's not happening really in front of their eyes. They're, they're seeing a lie and believing it. That's what they're doing. But the uh, middle class is directly impacted by COVID and they see the police, they see the police and they see the police standing down. They see the two standards of justice. They see Durham retiring. They see the FBI breaking down Paul Manafort's house uh, door and uh, or Roger Stone's door with CNN straight out there. Like everybody knows it was coordinated. And this is when Trump was president. And how in the world can this happen? Right in front of our eyes. And they just get away with it. You know, and it's time we really start to storm and take our matters to the streets. Because if they're not going to listen to us, if they're just going to go on and sign these executive orders right under our noses and open our borders and tax us to death and regulate our lives, it's time for us to actually take our hands out of our pockets and put them around their necks. It's time we do that. It's time we fight back. I read this tweet yesterday. Is 70% Christians. Are, we're still a 70% Christian nation. Dag on it. We're not going to let these transvestites rule our country. It's just not going to happen. 0.7% of 1%, 1% of the United States population is transvestites, and they're going to dominate what 70% Christians think and feel and do and how they live their lives? I don't know how many people are dying of COVID, but I think the number is something like less than 1%. The flu is more deadly in some age groups. And yet somehow we have to wear these stupid masks all over the place. It's crazy. And be controlled by government rule. They tell us what to do. And if they, we don't obey, they'll arrest us. It's time we actually get together as a group 
and tell those cops that want to come and pester us to go fly a kite because they're not supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States. They're defending some BS executive order done under an emergency act because none of these draconian measures have been tested in the Supreme Court. Our feckless Supreme Court who could care less about election integrity. But this COVID does impact the middle class. It's the middle class that actually works with other people. It's the middle class in the service industry that's delivering your packages and and um, servicing people, whether it's beauty salons or you know you you name it, right? But we're we're doing all of this, and we're working with people. We have to live with each other, and that's great. That's fine. I love communities, a healthy community. But Nancy Pelosi lives behind a wall and a fence, armed to the teeth with security. And she lives in her fancy place with fancy refrigerators and freezers, right? With fancy ice cream, yeah, like we know. And she's out of touch, but she controls so much. And it's the hypocrisy of it all that we need to put an end to. So the middle class is what we depend on to keep our country strong. It's the barrier between us and socialism. And I've said this a thousand times. You cannot have socialism without a strong, working, vibrant middle class. You can't. They won't do it. They're affected by the taxes and the regulations and everything in between. I think it was, uh, the number was 40, I I forget the number, I think, but it's something like, I think it was 40%. I mean, what I do know is this, okay, because I don't know the number, I'm not going to say it. But COVID, uh, the unemployment, you know, the people that were going on unemployment, uh, based on COVID, because of COVID, uh, the the majority that was hit hard wasn't the white collar that can telework and Zoom meeting in and do all these fancy things. Um, it was the middle class. And the question as to why is it that the rich are the middle class, uh, the rich are liberal, the super rich are liberal, and the super poor are liberal, the reason for all that is because the super rich don't want the comp- competition rising up from the middle class. They don't want a strong middle class because it's going to be that strong middle class that's going to start a new company that's going to compete and infringe on their business. And there's a lot of geniuses out there in the middle class. And they get around and they start working they develop a great idea. I mean, all the great ideas that come from the middle class. Why? Because the middle class is sort of desperate in, in a lot of ways. You know, some some of the best ideas I've ever come up with have been when my back was in the corner against the wall. Somehow I figure a way out, you know, out of that foxhole. I figure a way out of that foxhole. I figure a way to get out of trouble. Right? 
whatever it is. But, you know, some of the best thinking that people do is when they're really, really pressured. Some of the best songs ever written have come from the most, the worst case of heartache you could ever imagine. But that's where you get the, the qualm. That's where you get that great music, right? So, you know, you got to dig deep. And sometimes we don't dig deep on our own. We, we find ourselves in deep water. And the middle class finds themselves in deep water tested more than any other group. The poor do too, but the poor are liberals because they depend on the government. And they, the government that's promising them the earth, the moon, the stars, free stuff, they are like, oh, okay, I, mu- I must vote for them if they vote at all. And the super rich, they don't want the middle class rising up, so they want to control, and they want to dominate, and they want to remain in power with their monopoly. They like monopolies. They like working the system. They, they benefit from the multinational corporations and the globalists. They benefit from access to world markets so they don't have to depend so much on one market the market that they, they would have to endorse. And so that's why, you know, a lot of people ask this question about Black Lives Matter. Why do corporations support Black Lives Matter? It's a crud of a group. You know, it's a racist organization. And they're a bunch of Marxists. And Antifa is a violent uh, group, just a violent anarchist group. Why do corporations support this? At the same time that these organizations are burning these stores, these multinational corporation stores to the ground, you say, what, why are they putting up with this? Why are they still supporting Biden and not Trump? Why? Why do these multinational corporations do that? I had Heather McDonald on the show And I asked her this question right out of the gate. And she gave a pretty good answer, but, I mean, she too didn't have really the full answer to it. And she's one of the brightest people I think I've ever talked with. She's super smart. Love her. Anyway, but I didn't get a clear answer, and I was evolving. My answer was evolving, uh, too. I was trying to figure this out. It was a struggle for me. And... um, And I finally figured it out. I think I figured it out anyway. And this is my theory on it. And that is that multinational corporations are depending on multi... um, they, They have access to these globalist trade deals. And these globalist trade deals depend on slave labor markets in developing nations or nations like China, who I will never call a developing nation even though they're considered one as part of the WTO, the World Trade Organization considers them a developing nation. It's ridiculous. But that's just because they bought their, they bought that status. They pay for it. They're so evolved that they could actually buy people's thinking. But when NBC puts their theme park in China to get access to the 1.5 billion citizens in China, what happens is they 
they do make a deal with the devil and that devil you know they may have the finest lawyers and draw up the finest paperwork and it's all really pretty and really great and the lawyers did a great job it doesn't matter because china still controls your bank and they can still control your land and it doesn't even matter if you are within the confines of your contractual agreement they're going to still tell you to go fly a kite and take your business elsewhere and we're going to take your land we're going to take your property we're going to take your theme park and we're going to shove it right where the sun doesn't shine if you don't play ball and do what we tell you to do now because we got you by the short and curlies basically we got you so you're going to do this you're going to Support the candidate of our choice, and that candidate is Joe Biden. That's, that candidate is not going to be Donald Trump. He keeps on hurting us financially. This phase one, phase two, phase three deal, it's too much for us to take. It's worth billions and trillions over the course of time. So you're going to go ahead and you're going to carry our water, or we're going to shut down your theme park, NBC. NBC, that's what we're going to do. You made a deal with the devil. I don't care how great your lawyers were, how great the deal looked on paper. You just spent a billion dollars on your theme park to get access to Chinese business. And you're also benefiting from our slave labor markets. And you think we're not going to ask for something in return? No. Think again. You, with your news reports support one candidate over another. You support Black Lives Matter and you gaslight the American population. Why? Because we told you so. You're going to do it because we told you to do it. And if you don't do it, we shut down your theme park and you lose all access to the business in China. Everything you invested in is gone. And that's that's the problem. And the same thing is true with um, manufacturing and supply chains. And these multinational corporations understand that they are controlled by these countries with large populations. India has clout too. There's a lot of power with these big populations because the big populations have to eat, drink, you know, they consume. Their eyeballs on screens, they're impacted by marketing. There's a lot of power with these big populations. India's 1.5 trillion, uh, no, 1.5 billion. Yeah, my apologies there. 1.5 billion. And I think China's about 1.5. So it's 3 billion people in those two countries alone. That's a lot of people. We're going to get to our social media here a little bit. And we're just going to run up the column here. Um, because a lot of you are not on Twitter, apparently. And and you know what? I'm so sick and tired of Twitter and sick and tired of the nonsense. You know, I can't stand it either, really, when you, when you think of it. So... Um, Adam Kinzinger um, is taking a lot of heat these days. And, you know, what Trump said in his CPAC speech um, was brilliant. You know, he called out the names 
of those people, and I played that yesterday. Um, but also, I will say that I was really, uh, really smiling when Trump said he wasn't supportive of a third party. That being said, I think that uh, we definitely need to get on top of the idea that Ronna McDaniel is a natural-born loser, right? Let's face it. She was given a horse like Secretariat. Secretariat is the fastest horse that ever ran, right? The best horse ever, right? Secretariat. You get a horse like Secretariat, you don't lose races. Well, Trump was the golden lion. I mean, Trump was the golden ticket of politics. And you could look at the numbers. You know that it was all rigged because Trump still packs the arena, packs the room. It's still Trump's party, as Jim Jordan would say, and as Matt Gates would say, and perhaps Ted Cruz. But, you know, the idea is that his ratings are still so high. Joe Biden... When, the, when people are looking at the videos that he does and what he's doing, nobody even cares what he's doing. Nobody's even watching like, hey, what's this daily itinerary? I want to see what my president's doing. You know, they, they don't even care. The engagement that he gets is not indicative of somebody who supposedly, supposedly has a 61% approval rating and 81 million votes. It's not nonsense. It's absolute crazy nonsense. And I can't believe the media thinks they can get away with it. Perhaps they are getting away with it. Just people I don't know are buying that and believing it. And if you tell that lie enough, perhaps they'll believe it. I'm not believing it. Do you believe it? Do you believe he's 61% approval? 81 million votes? Do you? I don't think so. So... Let's see. We have President Trump, Capitol, Hill, Capitol officials controlled the, by Pelosi rejected my recommendation of 10,000 National Guard for January 6th because of the optics. So it turns out that President Trump didn't want to do an insurrection at all. He, he wanted to protect Washington, D.C., and he wanted to protect it from the infiltrators, the, the Antifa that were embedding themselves into the Trump rally. I happen to know a lot of people that were at the Trump rally and everybody that went there had no ill will. They were, you know, not trying to cause any trouble whatsoever. And um, it says here, new watchdogs are urging Biden to do more to keep the American public informed. Government watchdogs are urging Biden to do more to keep the government inform, uh, the, the public informed. The schedules for the president and vice president aren't posted online the way they used to be. The White House comment line is shut down. There is no citizen petitions on the White House website. And there's no State of the Union address. <laughs> so go figure. Uh, we are going to take Julie. Julie, uh, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning, Scott. How are you today? Pretty good. Good. It, it just seems like everything has deteriorated into nothing. There is nothing that we can count on anymore. Our country is no longer a country of what we, we've known. It just seems like 
what's the, what's the point? We might as well create our own countries, create our own contiguous areas inside our continent because they no longer support us, they no longer provide for us, they no longer believe in us, they no longer consider us citizens as part of their country. We're, we're nothing to them. So why don't we create countries within a country? Maybe it's time to split America up. Well, I think that would be the truth. That thought. would be the that would be the real truth right there, wouldn't it? Because um, if you did that, who would stop us? Uh, if if we are truly if we That's are truly a right. hundred million people strong, right? If we are truly a hundred million people that support Trump, right? And I believe that number is somewhere around there. That there's a hundred million people oh, no that love question. Trump. There's probably there may it may even be more than that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Right, but but who who could stop us? We're a freight train at that point. We're a freight train. Stop us! I dare That's you. Right. Why don't Why don't we start doing that? Because it, it just seems to me that we we no longer have a country. Everything that we have known and thought that existed in this contiguous. The United States of America continent, it, it's it's gone. It's empty, and it, we we have to start thinking for ourselves. Absolutely, and uh, you know, and that's because see, you know, I believe that the media is gaslighting. I think that they hype. You know, if you were to listen to the media, you would think that transvestites represents fifty, sixty percent of our, our country. You know, you, you you would think that everybody's a homosexual. And and none of that is true. These are small numbers, but the way they pound the d- d- the drum, and they they bang that drum, it sounds like it's more than it is, and that's what they're doing. They're hyping it all up, but what's what's truly real is not what they're sa- is not what's reflected coming out of the mainstream media, and what's real is that there are more Trump supporters than there are any other supporters. There, we are the biggest political force in America right now, and we have to start flexing our muscles. Of, yeah, we're the heart of America. We yeah. are America, and they're trying to take it away from us, and we must just now separate ourselves and say, fine, you go your way, and we'll go right. our you way. Can, you, just, yeah, we, we can see. Ourselves. You do you do your thing, we'll do ours. And and then next That's thing right. you know, you'll see this divide, and you'll see that they're like, they're like a... Uh, a blue, um, you know, uh, circle, and we are just a mammoth red wave. You know what I mean? That it's like filled with love and happiness because they're nothing but hatred and 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 anger. That's right. They, they can't exist on anything else than that. That's right. That's exactly right. And and you know what? They'll be they'll be fed on a diet of cannibalism because they'll eat each other exactly. alive. Exactly. Let them eat themselves. Yeah. Because we're tired of this. We we can't live like this. Absolutely. And we just have to just separate ourselves and go on. It's right. time to divorce ourselves from America of right. what we they don't care about us. Right. Right. I I actually think that. Um, you're spot on there. I think that I think that there's a there's a pretty good likelihood chance that, that something like that is going to happen because something has to happen. We can't continue to live this way, oh. where we're being dominated by people <laughs> that are not duly elected. They're running. Uh, we're living in a foreign country right now. It feels like. 
Pennsylvania needs to separate itself from the governor. The yeah. governor is absolutely an, an evil person that just wants to destroy people. And it, Cuomo, they somehow have forgotten the fact that he drove dump load trucks full of bodies during COVID. Do you remember that? And he buried them in a mass grave in one of the islands. And this has all been forgotten. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yep. And uh, what, who were those people? And 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 how did they disappear? And and then people, no wonder people left New York in mass. No wonder they were allowed to get with get yeah. away with all the riots. All right, Julie. Thank you so much for calling in today. Anyway, sorry to bug you. All right, oh, take care. Please have a good day. All right. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Yeah, bye bye. All right. So um, Nicholas Sarkozy uh, found guilty of corruption and sentenced to three years in prison. He is the first former president in the modern history of France to go on trial for corruption. He was a conservative, too, by the way. So go figure. You know, naturally, they're going to try to take conservatives down. That's the way liberals play it. Um, And then Pete Navarro, I said this yesterday, there's not a single piece of advice that Lindsey Graham has ever given the president, President Trump, that I've ever agreed with. He's just poison. <laughs> Peter Navarro said that. I love Peter Navarro too. So MSNBC former CIA director John Brennan says that he is increasingly embarrassed to be a white male these days. And I said, consider the source. I'd be uh, embarrassed to be a white male if I was John Brennan too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, All with stroke of a pen, Joe Biden eliminated thousands of jobs. That's what Ted Cruz said. And Goya CEO Robert Unani says that Donald Trump is still the actual president of the United States at the 2021 CPAC. And Emerald Robinson, who I love, uh, says Christians are 70% to my point. Christians are 70% of the population of the USA All that we need to do is to understand that we are the largest identity group and voting bloc in our country. Then vote accordingly. We have the power, folks. We have the power. Um, Be sure to check out buglecall.org and magapack.org, but mainly buglecall.org and magapack.org. They're both going to be, they're both rising right now. Be sure to check them out. Those, those, those are our nonprofits that we're working on, and they are they're really uh, starting to um, make some noise over there. So magapack.org, buglecall.org, check them out. Check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. And with that, my name's Scott Adams. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. Grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.